Hello and welcome. Innovative author, speaker, advocate, and change agent, Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view is on the new legendary WIGO AM 1570 right now. Hello. Good morning. This is Dr. Bonnie with a view, and I will be your host today, Pastor James Hunter. I have a special guest here today that will be with us, talking with us about some of the activities and things that that have gone on in our society. Uh, actually, recently, uh, just uh, the other day, um, the guy doing the shooting in the Midtown um, Atlanta at the medical center, and we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's happening with our society. Things are constantly, we had a shoe not long ago. I mean, people just shoe everywhere. And there's a reason behind all of this shooting and killing. We want to get to the bottom of this. We want to have some, we want to get some solutions, some answers uh, that can help us. uh, Because our young people are exposed, not even the young people, ourselves are exposed uh, to these types of dangers. And you don't know who and where trouble is going to be. Who knows? I heard um, Warnock said, uh, the senator, he said that uh, his two children was in lockdown during this um, incident. That lets you know that nobody is safe. And we all got to stay prayed up uh, during these times because you don't know where trouble or tragedy may hit. But we have our special guest here, the Honorable Judge Harry Bowden. At this time, Harry, Judge, are you there? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. I'm here. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well, but like you, very disturbed about our recent events here in Atlanta, Georgia. And it begs the question as to, you know, really what's going on. As you are aware, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And when you combine the mental health issue and illness with the freedom to carry firearms, uh, we really have an issue that is getting out of hand, has gotten out of hand, and it's so important, it's so important to be safe. And how can you be safe? It's almost getting to the point you just have to stay inside and not go anywhere. Wow. So that means you're saying, Judge, we can't go now to the grocery store no more. Well, we, I'm not saying we can't, but I'm saying there's a possibility. There is a high probability that something is going to happen, which was not the case, you know, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. But now it's just the way our society is. Mm. Well, Judge, what do you think that, you know, we as a citizens here can do? Uh, to prevent these things, uh, uh, let, let me, well, let me ask that question first. What do you think we can do uh, to prevent this, to keep our families, ourselves safe 
because you never know who would have known in a hospital somebody break out and shoot kill one and injure what is four right is it correct all together is five and injured and these and these people is old enough to be this boy's mother yeah yeah um uh, Reverend Hunter, I think we're really at a point now where the rebuilding process is a daily, constant grind, as you put. It's a grind to change the mindset of our next generation, and that's why I go so hard with the issue of child support and redefining what that means. We're talking about going hard to to support a new generation by a new thought. And mm. we have to start it. We as adults have to start it by changing how we look at how we're raising people. Look at the relationships that we're getting in. My goodness, you and I, when we came up, I don't remember any dating platform. Mm. But now the statistics have it that most People, a lot of people use dating platforms because they have socially, socially inept qualities or capabilities just to walk up to somebody and say, hello, how are you doing? Mm. And it's a new generation. So at some point, and I, and I say at some point because I'm a granddad, the granddads out here, the grandmoms out here, the ones that um, being listened to, have to start speaking up and say, let's look at how we're really dealing with and raising our children. Let's change the definition of child support to really mean supporting a human being to be whole. And that is in their mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. We have to change how we think about child support. And all that pl- uh, plays a part. Do you think, Judge, when, that's what you're saying, right? All that plays a part in what's going on even to this day. Consider it. Consider it. Now, for each person, and there have been a lot that have been accused and have committed these issues of gun violence, if we were to take a, a, a look back on how they were raised, now I'm sure some of them, may have been raised, you know, in a socially acceptable way. But see, when we start talking about and ask the question um, and really say that, you know, divorce sucks, but a dead-end marriage is worse. Mm. Because both put a child in an environment where they are torn And when you put an individual where they are torn and not whole, what do you have? Just that. Half an individual struggling to be whole. Wow. And that's trauma by itself, isn't it? Oh, man. Trauma. Do you realize trauma? Again, growing up, we did not. uh, I don't. Trauma was those switches that you got on your britches for not doing what you were supposed to do. That's good trauma then, right? <laughs> that was the good trauma. Good, I mean, we wasn't good. You didn't know one like the whooping, but it kept what I mean. It, 
in the future, it, it was good for us that we was. Absolutely. It gave us that basis for right and wrong and authority. And trauma, all, excuse me, trauma also was knowing that the teacher was going to call your parent. And that, yeah. call, that call, that call was tra- trauma. I mean, soon soon the Sister Mary, Margaret Ann or Sister Jennifer said, I'm going to call your mama, you know, you know, I you begin to sweat. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Judge, hey, uh, Eli and Judge, <laughs> Judge Harry, hey, listen, they, my teacher called my mom up to the school because I was acting a fool in the classroom in the third grade. Boy, you know, I don't know if they do it now. They had, they was able to pa- have those wooden paddles. Yep. Absolutely. And boy, look here, she coming. I couldn't believe, I thought that was child abuse, Judge. And and man, my mama got me and got me from the whole class. And the class, everybody was looking at the one. My mama woke on top me. Judge, I couldn't believe my mama did that <laughs> for all those people out there. But you but know it what? Tra- uh, yeah, it set a trajectory of your dividing right and wrong. Yeah. And there was nothing wrong with it because guess what? You weren't the only one that got that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it was just your turn. Hey, Judd, I was the only one in front of the whole class. <laughs> but everybody, you know, again, when the authority was taken away from the parent. Yes. And I saw it firsthand back in the 90s when I sat as a juvenile court judge. And the law started really hammering down on parents who exercise authority and it changed and gave that authority to children, and it made parents fearful. Mm, so that's backwards then, Judge, what you're saying. It turned it all the way backwards. You know, our community did not hear too much about time out. Right. <laughs> well, stand up on one of you, stand on one leg for two hours. <laughs> we didn't uh, do all of that. Well, we did, Judge. We stood up on, we had to stand in the corner, just couldn't look nowhere else. Just, that was just trauma by itself. So, but we have to, we have to think about it. It's societal now because the exposure level, the exposure level to these kids, you know, there were things that we had to sneak and find in the basement, in the box, and put in a VCR to figure out why the men were in the basement so long. Mm. They don't have to do none of that now. Mm. They just go to the internet and instant maturity. It ain't maturity, instant exposure. Exposure. To, to something that you're not ready to handle. Mm. So, Judge, our question, do you think, and, and I'm, I'm, I heard you, but I, the, the others are out there listening to us talk. When they took the power from parents Discipline their children. Do you think even when the shooting that took place on yesterday evening had something maybe to do with that? Because I, we hear uh, that he had his mother with him. Is that is that right? Yeah, he did have his mother. And now, she didn't get shot. Did, she did not get shot. There were four other women that got shot. Four or five other women that got shot. One deceased and the other... Uh, 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 in Criti- yeah, critical. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, they're shot. But for the individual cases, Reverend Hunter, I I really can't 
speculate on that because I do know in any issue involving the court system, you never know everything until it comes out in trial or it's vetted through the court process. Right. But when we look at it, we have a 28, I believe, 28-year-old man who was at the doctor with his mom. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have a 28-year-old man who was recently discharged from the military. Right. We don't know whether or not he lived with his mom. We don't know what their relationship was like. But according to the reports, the uh, mom said that there were some concerns about his mental health. Now, you combine the concern about mental health with a weapon. And that is what we got, a deadly situation. And something has to give. This young man, had he gone off, as they say something set him off, had he been set off and not had a weapon, then we might not be talking about his situation today. And right. I don't want to, you know, get into the issue of the gun laws because Lord knows that's a, that's another whole issue. But my my point is this: somebody knows this family, somebody knows this child, this young man. Right. But there are others that are out there that have yet to come. When's the last time that you can recall seeing a young person on your block in your neighborhood? And we have not taken the opportunity to say, hey, little man, what's going on? Because we're fearful. Right. Because we don't know. Fearful to reach out to help someone now. Look, that's supporting. Child support goes well beyond your family. Child support goes towards the support of the parents, the support of the community. And we will, I mean, we go in and we're in. Right. You know, and we see children, we see young adults, we see young ladies. And, you know, we don't stop and say, hey, that's an interesting outfit you got on. Uh, Right. uh, Tell me about it. Right. Just that make a whole lot of sense, man, because it just... That thing just registered to, to to me just now, Judge. I'll be honest with you. I never thought, never looked at it that way, and it it makes a whole lot of a sense that it ain't just when the parent, the biological parent, is given a certain amount of monies, of funds, uh, to that child, but it also um, shows that the community is speaking life over these children, our children. Man, yeah. I never saw it like that, and and you, that's right. That's part of child support. That's, hey, man, that, that opened my understanding up even the more, even to this day. Wow, that, that's important, Judge. It is. And I think it has to start now, you know, uh, believing that it will have its impact, but understanding we'll probably never see it because it's going to take generations. You know, I think of a sci-fi movie of, of AR or something like that where it is a movie about the future, okay? And you have this society where everybody comes out there, you know, their face at a certain time, and everybody's dressed alike, and, you know, it's basically a numbing situation where the government controls
controls everybody. Mm. Now, I'm just using that as an analogy example of right. the future, okay? But can you imagine, I can, and believe there's a future where all of a sudden it's reverted back to the 60s where we actually did have a community that knew each other? Mm. Even as big as it is, with all of the apartments, the apartments can have a community house where, you know, Adamsville, I mentioned Adamsville, so that was where the basketball court was, the basketball gym was. Mm-hmm. We we were there on Saturday, and you got to know the people that you didn't like by playing basketball with them. You weren't going to shoot them. They weren't going to shoot you. Right, right, right. Music is a big thing, and, and uh, the social internet. I don't think any of these things are bad in and of themselves, but I think we have to start taking the airways. And, Reverend Hunt, this is so interesting to me. Um, you know, with all of the platforms, I looked at a platform the other day that I had never seen, and I saw uh, Night at the Apollo, mm-hmm. and they had a, uh original act by Run DMC. Wow. Which I had never seen. Right. Run DMC's lit, uh, uh, lyrics were all positive. They were historical about what what uh, blacks had done for our society. George Washington Carver, uh, uh, the inventor of the light, the person who designed D.C. And it was to a rap, but it was all positive. And I said, oh, my goodness. Now, I'm 61 years old, and I have never seen this. Mm. But yet you will hear and see some things that you just don't want to put up with because that's what's being pushed. Mm. At some point, we have to start pushing the positive. Yes, sir. Redefining the support that we want for our children, which includes that neighbor and everybody else. We got to do it. It has to be done, and I think it can Right, and I'm with you, Judge, 200%. Let me, let me read this, Judge. It said something. It said, um, just in 22 and 23, it said firearms recently became the number one cause of death for children in the United States, surpassing, here's, now here's this, surpassing motor vehicle deaths and those caused by other injuries. Isn't that something? I mean, don't, is that saying something to us? Yeah. Going back to the future, back to the wild, wild west. Gun violence. Back to the west. Yes. Back to the wild, wild west. And it said, it said how many children, and, it's, and they said it's over 6,000, more than 6,000 children have been killed or injured in the United States by gun fires. The most recorded in, the most record in, the, in, in, in nine years. Yeah. Most recorded. We just had a case down here where a three-year-old found the gun. The mother was not charged because it was put in a safe place, but found the uh, firearm and killed himself. A three-year-old. Wow. So, Judge, tell me, and, and I know you didn't want to get into this deep, uh, but when you say about the laws, and we're not, we're, we're, I, I respect that about you, Judge, but... Do you think it had something to uh, do with uh, some of these gun violent uh, things that's been happening lately have anything to do with them allowing 
in and everybody to carry weapons now. Or you mm. think it's just something that would happen anyway. Some, I mean, of course, you can't stop people from getting guns because they buying guns on the streets. They're doing all kinds of things. So you really can't stop that. But do you think it made it more loosely uh, when they opened the doors for people? Anybody can carry weapons now? Oh, you're speaking specifically of our governor. Yes. Absolutely. When he opened it up, and uh, I used to have to go and get a, and still do go and get a license, uh, a, a concealed care permit. Yes. But when you open it up where that is not a requirement, then what you do is you open up the ability for, you know, all individuals to have firearms as they see fit and uh, with no restrictions. The issue is access. But it also has to be balanced with appropriate access. And I think, you know, the laws that are there about the quote-unquote background check, I think they're there to placate those that say you should ban it. But it has to be more done. So the question that you ask is, do I believe that it, it has a direct impact on the number of people who are actually uh, getting weapons, sure it does. Mm -hmm. Sure it does. What because does? now you can go without any, well, not any, you still have to go through the background check. and um, uh, But it's, you know, it's just wide open. Mm -hmm. It's just wide open. So, so, so no, go ahead. Go ahead. Just, I'm listening to you. Go ahead. No, and I, I just don't think there's a lot that you can do to curtail it to to make it uh, or lessen the impact of it, I think more than anything else, you have to rethink targeting those who have the gun to actually impact them. Why do I have a gun? Right. Why do I need a gun? What is my purpose for a gun? You know? We know that the Second Amendment gives us the right to carry right or uh, bear arms, but it's supposed to be for protection of your person, property. Right. Well, just if if, so, if all has been said, if you had your way, <coughs> if you had your way, and I know we we just talking, we just we 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 just talking. Because people want to know, people want to know your thoughts, my thoughts, and, and others have their own thoughts and their opinions. If you had the power, the authority to do so, what law would you change, Judge, to help to protect our kids and our elders and ourselves as well? What law would you change or what would you put in place? I would put back the study of social studies in elementary schools. You see, at some point in time, we stop teaching our youth about our society. Social studies, social studies was a class that indoctrinated us to our society. See, and, and what I'm talking about is not a quick fix. I got it. What I'm talking about is not a quick fix. Not overnight. But a, uh, overnight. But I'm talking about a slow grind of really 
addressing a new generation. My goodness, uh, uh, Reverend Hunter, when I go to TikTok, and I do use TikTok. That's okay. And I look at some of the talent in sports in third grade, fourth grade. They have a farming process, a maturing, a, a, a process where they get raw talent and they start grooming them. So we have excellent athletes that will be coming out in the next 10 years over and over again. Why can't we do that about social leaders, mm. civic leaders? Mm. And there are those that are there, but we hear about them far too less. These young kids that are out here and doing great things. You know, I think there was a station, I don't know what it was, but it was called Good News. Uh-huh. And it didn't last too long because, unfortunately, people don't like to listen to good news. Mm, always want to hear bad news. Yeah, it, it grabs the attention. Wow. Man, this... But, I'm but this that's go- what I would do to answer your question. Wow. This is something, Judge, I don't know. Um, you know, we, we all would have to stay before the Lord in prayer and continue to pray for ourselves and pray for our young people and pray for others, your neighbors around here um, in our communities because, <clears throat> man, you don't know where death lies. Uh, no, you don't. Things are happening. Every, it's like every week you're hearing something like this is happening. And and it's getting close to home. Here it is. Who'd have thought that all this would happen right next door? Yeah. Right next door. And he ran into other people's neighborhoods. And now they was unsafe. I mean, can you imagine? This, this is something, Judge. Um, and, and Judge, we're about to take a break. And then we're going to shift gears there afterwards when, you, you know, if you would like, if you would stay with us to continue this um, dialogue, if if you don't mind, Judge. Uh, before we take that uh, break, Judge, my one other question I want to ask you. Do you think this type of violence is taught or is natural? It's socialized. I don't think violence is natural. I think it's socialized. Mm-hmm. Um, give you a prime example. I care for my for my 92-year-old mother. And she and her 82-year-old sister were watching the news the other day, and it was on a you know local channel, and every other story was about somebody getting shot or killed or something just negative. And I went in, and I said, listen, let's, let's kind of change the, the tone here. And I changed it to Me TV the memorable TV with the old shows. And then there was Rifleman. <laughs> there was the Big West, or Wagon Train. Yeah. And they had a whole lot of shooting on there, too. Wow. But nobody ever bled. You know, nobody ever, uh, uh, you saw any gruesome stuff. And what balanced while they were shooting was a good story on morals. Now, I'm not saying we got to go back or can't go back, but the bottom line is this. Our environment.
so much. Social And when a right. child grows up where they see violence and they look at violence as a norm, then ultimately those who are unfortunately suffer from some illness and combined with the ability to get a weapon, they do what they've been socialized to do, i.e. Grand Theft Auto. When that came out, I was spiked in kids, joyriding in cars went up a thousand percent. Wow. Because now they see it, now they play it, and the more they play it, the effect that they have on their brain, it desensitizes them to the reality. Mm. That's just my opinion. That's okay. Judge, I hope you stay here with us just for a moment. We're about to take a break, and we want you all to hold on and just stay tuned. We got more to come. This is Dr. Bunny with a view. I'm your host today, Pastor James Hunter. Thank you. We'll be right back. You'll be right back. Have you lost a job, been sick or hospitalized, death in your family, and now unable to take care of your mortgage, and now facing foreclosure? If you or someone you know are facing foreclosure, we provide cash for keys. We can help with your foreclosure to make sure that you are afforded an opportunity to move with dignity and at your own pace and your own time. We will provide cash for your keys to help you move with dignity and not be forced out by your mortgage company. Contact Cash for Keys today at 470-209-1920. That's 470-209-1920. Cash for Keys. At Eviction Help Now, we help stop evictions. Call now for a free consultation, 678-468-4940. That's 678-468-4940. Are you facing an eviction? Do you know anyone that is? A neighbor, co-worker, friend, family member, or church member? Call Eviction Help Now, 678-468-4940. Eviction Help Now, we can provide up to 90 days to help Help you fight your eviction so you won't have to move in seven days. We offer fast, effective, efficient, professional help. Eviction help now. Call now. Eviction help now. 678-468-4940. That's eviction help now. That feel-good music lives here on WIGO AM 1570. Ellenwood, Morrow, Georgia. We are the legendary WIGO, Paysetter 1570 AM Atlanta. And the conversation continues with Pastor James Hunter and Judge Harry Bowden. You're listening to Bonnie with the View on the legendary WIGO, Paysetter 1570. We'll be returning to the conversation right after this. I just want to ask a question. Who really cares? Save a world in despair. Who really cares? 
There'll come a time. There'll come a time when the world won't be singing. When the world won't be singing. Flowers won't grow. Flowers won't grow. No. Bells won't be ringing. No bells won't be ringing. Who really cares? Who really cares? Who's willing to try? Who is willing to try? Save the world to save the world. That's destined. To That die. is destined to die. When I look at the world, when I look at the world, it fills me with sorrow. It fills me with sorrow. Little children today. Today, really gonna suffer tomorrow. Really suffer tomorrow. Oh, what a shame! What a shame! Such a bad way to Such live. Such a bad way to live. Oh, who is to blame? Who is to blame? We can't stop When living. We can't stop living. Oh, oh. Live. Live. Live for life. life. But let live everybody. Live life for the children. Live life for the children. See, let's let's save the children. Let's let's save all the children. Save the babies. Save the babies. And if you wanna them, you got them. Save the babies. Oh, the little You will save the babies. But who really cares? Who's willing to try? Yeah, to save our world. Yeah, save our sweet world. Save a world that is destined to die. Listening to Bonnie with the View, Dr. Bonnie Benita, and the host, Pastor James Hunter. Special guest today, Judge Harry Bowden. You know, Pastor Hunter, as we go back into the conversation with Pastor with um Judge Harry Bowden, in the back of my mind, I just keep hearing Dr. Martin Luther King say, "Now is the time to turn dark yesterdays into bright tomorrow." And and when I and when I heard Marvin Gaye talk about this, this record was like 50 years ago. And and it's coming true now. I mean, the 
we're not singing, the bells aren't ringing, um, children are dying needlessly, people are dying needlessly. Wow, what a great conversation. You're listening to Bonnie with a view, Dr. Bonnie Benita, the host, Pastor James Hunter, and special guest, Atlanta's own, Judge Harry Bowden. Hey, this is Dr. Bonnie with a view. This is your host, Pastor James Hunter, and thank God for our special guest here today, the Honorable Judge Harry Bowden. Are you there, Judge? I am, and thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Hey, great to have you. Isn't that beautiful? Judge, you know, we want to shift gears just a little bit. We, we was talking about the Midtown shooting here in Atlanta, and uh, we had so many uh, questions and so many answers and things of that nature to help people to understand, um, you know, who who is safe and who's not safe. Uh, Judge, I, I heard that this was the uh, this is the uh, mental health month, and uh, right, mental health awareness month. Right, and 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 here it is. We want to know what can we do. Uh, do uh, do you even um, tag some of this stuff that's going on? And which I heard something uh, earlier we was talking about the mental health uh, issues. But do you think that has a lot to do with what's going on uh, versus some things are taught in our communities to do what they do, uh, you know, with the, you know, the, the, the trauma and the killings and the shootings, the gun violence. We know some of this most of we know now that this stuff is being taught. But do you think mental health has something to do with this as well, Judge? Uh, I, I really do believe that it does. I went to a meeting um, the other day at the Concerned Black Clergy, and the speaker there gave some statistics, which I, I, I unfortunately didn't prepare for this, this particular forum. But one out of five people uh, suffer from some mental health issue. One out of five. Right. And I go back to the first question that you asked. What do I think we can do? The first thing, uh, Reverend, Reverend Hunter, is to educate ourselves about really what's going on with mental health. Okay? Is our community, and I believe actually in all communities, there is a blind eye that says, oh, not me. It's almost, it's, it's almost like nanny, mm. not in my backyard. Right. But there's a blind eye to say, oh, them, they, that person, oh, you know they're special. But a lot of us have issues within our families and within our communities that we've just literally turned a blind eye to. The first thing that we have to do, that I would suggest that we do, that I would urge people to do, is just learn about the mental health issue. You know, disorders. Uh, when you have people who don't know how to listen, that's associated with an emotional disorder. Mm. You ever talk to somebody, you can't get something out because they're always cutting you off and dying. Every time you say something, they've got something to say. <laughs> they got an answer. Yeah. You know, 
And the thing about it is we are so, uh, our, our ability to be educated is really at our fingertips. So, you know, you can Google what, uh, why does a person not let you finish your thoughts? It's a lot of things that have come up. Wow. And people say, you know, the Internet is bad. Well, there's bad things on the Internet, but there are also good things Some on good the things, right, right. So the first thing is to educate yourself about the issue of mental illness and not just talk or throw, you know, rocks at a glass window and hide your hand. Right. If somebody's not feeling right, in fact, there are campaigns that have been started on TV that said, are you feeling okay? Is it, It's okay to ask some. No. So the first thing is to educate. The second thing would be to reach out. Uh, the third thing is to join, I believe, organizations of your churches or the different civil organizations that address the issue of mental illness. Right. So it, it, it actually comes down to a point of activism. Get active. Right. Right. So so uh, with with that saying, Judge, and, and man, this is so good. I know the people out there are listening that are that are enjoying all of this information uh about uh the mental health thing. And uh and judge, and this is just my take and how I've viewed and heard how people uh view when you talk about mental health. I look at mental health uh just like if I go to the gym and uh, I do my cardio, I lift weights, or whatever I do during my week uh, to keep myself in shape and feel good. Um, and I think mental health is the same thing, same way. You have to work on your mind and keep yourself healthy mentally. But now, and, and Judge, and I don't know how others think, but I always knew the way they, they thought about in our communities, our black communities. When you talk about people, when people talk about mental health, the first thing they, they uh, think about is uh, I'm not crazy. Yeah. And that's not me. And that scared a lot of black people. Uh, back during my time, my little short time when I was here, you know, earlier. Uh, when when they heard this, because I thought about it, Judge, I'm like, I'm not crazy. I'm not this, that, and the third. And and most people receive checks behind that stuff. But they was just as smart as I was. Uh, the next person went to school. Yeah. They knew how to drive a car. They knew how to write their name. They knew how to spell. They knew how to count. They knew how to hold a conversation. But there was a problem. So. You got people out there right now, judges, when you talk about mental health, and again, I don't know if it's a color thing or is it just, a, you know, some say in our culture in the black community. Um, what do you say about that? Is it when you say mental health, can you expound on that? It's, and can you tell us that it's not only it's not just, you know, something that's wrong with you. You're not crazy, which, you know, quote unquote, that's what some think. Could you expound on that, judge? Well, I think when you really break down mental health, mental health is the health of an individual who creates a wholeness within their life. 
And that wholeness uh, is just about feeling good. But sometimes you don't just feel good all the time. You know, you're just not feeling good. Sometimes you feel bad about things. Sure do. But mental health is where you are not going to the point where you're helping or, excuse me, hurting yourself or others. Or you stay down in a gloom and doom and disparate or, or just bad way. Mental mm. health is a wholeness where you're living a, a, a life, a good, happy, you know, and I hate to say normal because we have so many doggone normals now. Yeah, so many normals, right. And people are just being themselves. Whether it be whatever you are, that it doesn't matter. Nobody should be made to feel bad about who they are. That's the way they were made. That's the way they have chosen to live their life. And it doesn't matter. As long as they are healthy, they are happy, they are able to contribute. What I call a contributing member of society. Now, Mental health comes when there is a doubt of yourself, primarily, I believe. Mm -hmm. When you start believing that you are less worthy, when you start believing that you're a problem, when you start believing that you're not worthy of a good and healthy life, that is an issue that goes, I believe, into mental health wellness. Yes. Right. So, you, you know, we, we need to attack that. When I say we are from a pejorative standpoint, individuals need to attack not loving themselves or believing themselves less. Right. You are less than nobody. You are more, you are more than enough for everybody just being you. And just because you don't and I'm not going to get into the materialistic thing, right, but just right. because you don't feel like everybody else, okay, it's okay. Get in touch with your own feelings, and you work it out how you can get better, and that's by communicating. You right. know, we see so many homeless people. Um, oh, man. It gets depressing. Right. Let me just say that. It gets depressing and it gets like it's hard to do. That's why I say first and foremost, educate yourself and then associate and get into an activism, you know, standpoint. And, you know, Judge, with that, even though they showed all of this stuff on the news here in Atlanta, uh, that brings about a, 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 a some a trauma as well. Just by, you know, just seeing this stuff because it's right next door to us. And hearing about it on the news, some things I don't even like to watch on the news because some things are negative. Like you said about your grandmother and her sister earlier, and you walked in and you was like, hey, now we need to look at something else. You know, let's let's look at this me. And 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 I think it's a problem there, too, just because sometimes they put stuff on steroids and then put it on the news and show it to you. And that's that can be discouraging by itself. And, and you oh, know, you, you're so, I mean, excuse me, okay, I'm okay. perfectly right. 
And when I taught when I taught high school for four years, I used to encourage this is from two thousand twelve to two thousand sixteen. I used to encourage my kids, you all watch the news, y'all. In fact I would put it on sometime on a Promethean board in class so we could look at current events and so forth. But when I told them, look, you all need to watch the news, they said something to me that I know now they were very true. It it was very true. They said, Judge we don't like to watch that news. It's depressing. Yes. And now I fully understand. I wish they taught me that I, that's where they're coming from. That's why the, the, the programming on your local channels, that's not their source of entertainment or information. It's these doggone computers, these doggone that, phones. That's right, Judge. That's right. And you'd be, you'd be surprised at the music and I'm, we're not going to jump into the rappers and the music and how people uh, portray things it's, it's judge is so much that we have to watch and protect our minds because you can listen to a certain song it will make you it, it, it'll, it'll put you in a mood of loving someone uh, if you listen well, to a sure. certain song it'll make you feel like you know getting in your car and start speeding you know, just it's so much when you music can change your mute, your mood swing. Do, do you agree yeah. with that, Judge? And we have to be careful who we listen to, what we talk yeah. about, what we read, what we look at, who we're listening to, who's filling up our cups. All of that has a part with our mood swing, with with uh, 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 this mental illness. And one place it said, Judge, it said mental illness affects 19 percent of the adults population. 46% of teenagers and 13% of children each year. It's a people's struggles with their mental health may be in your families. They may live next door. They say teach your children because they may be in your churches too as well. And and, and you, it's just everybody deals with. And, and here's, the, here's the thing, Judge. I think also that. Everybody has a, 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 a amount of anxiety because if you didn't have that, you wouldn't know how to fight a flight or, you know, phone, just sit still or freeze. Naturally. Naturally. Right. And we that's something God have given us to help protect us from, uh, you know, danger. And so we all need that. But I think somehow it, that 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 gift that was given was elevated are uh, is elevated with certain circumstances and somehow it had not regulated in some people's brains. And now it's just always going. You're always anxious about something. You're always, uh, you know, dealing with anxiety. You can't sleep and it caused so many different problems. I mean, what's your take on that judge? I mean, I mean, look, we, we, we can't listen to the music no more now. Right. Look, no, we can't. We just have to direct the ones we don't listen to. And we're going to have to cut off the ones we don't need to listen to. Uh, last night, I had the best time. I took my son and my nephew to a VR bar. Have you ever heard of a virtual reality bar? <laughs> no, I heard the virtual reality, but not the bar part. <laughs> There's a virtual reality bar here in Midtown. When and you say bar they, judge, t- I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, it's a, it's, it, they have a bar where they serve drinks and everything, but what it is is comprised of different booths 
that are large enough for people to go in and they have virtual reality games. And you literally go in, you put the virtual reality uh, helmet on, you get two joysticks, and you play virtual reality games. They play music and all of that stuff. But it's the gaming that I wanted to uh, have them experience and go to. But the bottom line is, if you never played a virtual reality game, when you put it on, your mind, your body is in a totally different place. Sure is. It sure is, okay. Judge. And we shot hoops last night. And by the way, I won. But we <laughs> shot hoops they last hear you, night. Judge. They, 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 they're monitoring everything I do, which is what I wanted to do, okay? But when we were at that court shooting the hoops, my mind and my body were immersed in another world. Wow. Now, as soon as I took those goggles off, I was back on Monroe. Yeah. In a, in, a, in a building that was playing music, very nice music, and people were congregating, and these young people were having fun. Okay? I'm one of them. I'm still young. I'm gonna That's play. okay, Judge. Hey, we all will have our fun. You ain't going to have me getting old quick. <laughs> I, I'm going to claim I can still have fun. Judge, but keep my, having your fun. My, my point is, is that the music puts you in a different reality. Yes. The movies put you in a different reality. Yes. The social media puts you in a different reality. Because even on my TikTok, I portray a character of a nice, friendly granddad who loves to eat. Go out. If you've never gone to my my uh, TikTok page, go to go to it. It's Judge, at Judge Harry Bowden from Under the Robe. And it's me just having fun but a lot of people might think hey you're drunk no i'm not drunk i'm just having fun wow so why people can just think of that as you know why we got always got to have some type of negativity tied to man because i'm a judge i can't have fun they you know they do the same thing with me um a judge you know hey he's a preacher you know, you, you can't wear shorts. You can't wear uh, tennis shoes. You can't shoot basketball. You What you doing lifting weights? Man, are you crazy? You think I'm supposed to walk around with flow shines on, a suit? All, it's 100 degrees. I'm going to wear a suit. It's people's perception. But, see, their perception is their reality. And that's what we start talking about when we talk about mental illness, the reality that someone else has acquired. And the unfortunate part is when they act out on it. Mm. And it's harmful to other people. Yes, and you we know, get caught it, up. Yes, if, 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 and it's, it's really bad because the extreme, if you have a mental illness and there is no harm, then oftentimes you're taken advantage of. Right, right. People who see that deficit of judgment and thought are able to take advantage of it. Mm. Those need protection. Mm. That's People manipulation need, then, right, Judge? It's, it's absolutely manipulation for somebody who's incapable. Wow. So we have all levels of that mental illness that need to be learned about, need to be guarded. 
And just like uh, the, 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 you know, if you could get into someone else's world of that mental illness, learning about it. And I think the virtual reality is just thought about it because literally that was just one game we played. We played a couple of but literally your body is in a different world. Wow. You're right, Judge. We, we just took the family there, uh, not there, at the uh, virtual reality bar. I never heard of the virtual reality bar part, but we went to this, I think it's sand, called Sandbox, if that if that makes sense. Uh, we went yeah, there. Yeah, Sandbox, we, absolutely. Yes, and we took the family out uh, there because they all wanted to come and had people from, uh, you know, from out of town. And we went there to, ex- you know, experience that. And I didn't go judge because I tried it once before we had the VR and I tried it, and, and once I got done with the, with the little roller coaster ride, me and my little daughter, she always getting me to do everything. And I, after I had that experience, Judge, I, I was actually, I don't know if I was dealing with vertebrae, vertigo <laughs> for three for three days. <laughs> for three days That's after right. I took the after took the goggles off, I said, "Well, it won't happen for me no more." So I let all them out of the fun at uh, what, the, what, the sandbox. Can you imagine? What, excuse me, please, but can you imagine slipping into somebody else's reality? I was there, Judge. You? Judge, that's why I said I was there. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it. it's like it was, and they were screaming and hollering and jumping and kicking, and my daughter was like, she was tap dancing. I said, what is going on in there? And they took the video of them, and it was like it was real life. You know, these people that had aliens and all types of things. Judge, like you said, getting into somebody else's is reality. Man, you, it, what if you was locked in like that? What would you do? <laughs> and a lot of people are. And they're a locked A lot of people are. Fixated. Yeah. Yes. So, Judge, uh, we're about to get ready to close this thing out. Uh, for this last minute or so, Judge, what would you, I, I want to ask you again. What would you say to the world, the people that are listening, uh, with this gun violence? gun shooting and the mental health what would you say to close this thing out uh, to the people I would say first look inside to complete your mental health to make sure that you're okay and if you are okay then look out to see who you can help because there's always a way that you can help somebody. Yes. And if each person just extends just a little bit, it could make a difference. Follow me on ChildSupportCourtTV.com. Also, you can follow me on Patreon at ChildSupportCourtTV, where I give short, succinct lesson on the issue of child support and we are expanding that definition to mean supporting not just the child but the parents and ultimately <coughs> we're supporting ourselves. Right. So go to childsupportcourttv.com and become a guest on my show. Yes. Where we can discuss those issues in detail. Reverend Hunter, thank you. 
Hey, Judge, Honorable Judge, we appreciate you, and thank you again. I told you we're going to talk some more uh, dealing with these different discussions that we may have, and we appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day, Judge. Thank you. Yes, sir. thank to you. Absolutely. Hey, this is Dr. Bonnie with a view. I'm your host today, Pastor James Hunter. This is it for us today. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you received some type of education uh, from the talk on today. Get back with us again on next Thursday at the same time, same place. Dr. Bonnie, what a view. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view. Please remember to send in any questions or comments to WIGOAM1570.com or you can reach Dr. Bonnie Bonita directly at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com. You can also join our army of volunteer advocates. It takes a village. Our email address is Dr. Bonnie Bonita at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com.